University. Beers with the Brewers. All right, welcome to this week's episode of Land Grant University Presents Beers with the Brewers. I'm Adam, one of the co-founders here, and with me this week on the October 28th episode, we got Walt Keys. How's it going? Chris Helderman, back from paternity leave. Hello. And Dan Schaefer. Ahoy. Ahoy, ahoy. And uh, a couple a well, pop- re- well rested guys over there. Oh, everyone is here, it seems. Yeah, yeah. Away, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and uh, apologies for our delay in the episode release last week. We, uh, we lied saying it was a Thursday episode, but. Had a, had a couple things come up in the morning, got to it afterwards, so hopefully it didn't ruin your Thursday and you got to enjoy it on Friday, but uh, we got this one out, so this week we got a doubleheader. We're talking about Hop B, Honey Double IPA, and the Jamble Harvest Wheat. So we're going to talk about the Hop B, uh, Honey Double IPA first. We are saying citrus, floral, and wait for it, honey. Surprise. Surprise. And then on the uh, Jamble Harvest Suite, uh, this is going to be tart citrus and pine. So those of you who have been following along for the past several years, Jamble is a beer that we have done in the past, but it's always been a specific fruited. So this one's a little different. We'll talk about that. But first, we're going to dive into uh, our collaboration here with our friends next door, the Bee Collective, uh, the Hot Bee Honey Double IPA. Dan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the thing that happened. Um, so, yeah, this came in at uh, a shocking 9.2% ABV um, and 50 IBUs. It's a big one. It's a big boy. It's a big um, one. Yeah. Uh, the yeast was really, really happy with that honey. Um, so I, I wanted to make this um, a, a bit of a local-ish project. So um, we used some... Um, some hops fresh from uh, the Michigan hop harvest this year. We've got some Michigan Centennial, which um, probably a little bit more citrusy, certainly, but I would say more floral than our typical um, Pacific Northwest Centennial, which is more Fruit Loops-like. Um, see uh, loop fruits, lupulin fruits, for uh, an example of that uh, on a uh, podcast coming to you soon. And um, also some uh, Michigan Summit which uh, normally wouldn't be a feature hop for us. Uh, the Pacific Northwest version of that is um, a lot of... It's, it's mostly a bittering hop, and the reason why it's, it's, it's got a lot of orange cool stuff, but also, like, armpit, um, onion. Uh, so they... Uh, I, I, All the good stuff. Yeah, I, t- I took a bit of a swing on, um, on this. Uh, Brian Tennis up there at um, Michigan Hop Alliance said, you know, it's, it's tangerine. Because it is, it's more dank and uh, more cannabis than it is armpit. So dank. And um, 
<laughs> it, it was a stinky boy. More sweet than savory. It definitely was a stinky boy. It was boy. one like uh, when they are dry hopping it, everyone's head snapped back. That was within 50 feet of uh, that open bag of hops. But um, it does have a really lovely tangerine character to it. Uh, but in addition to that, the, um, the star of the show is honey that was collected from... Um, Farms all over the city uh, by our neighbors over at Bee Collective, um, just uh, just behind the brewery. And uh, I think we did, ended up being 18 gallons. We'll go with that. 18 gallons of honey in a 20-barrel batch. So um, a bit more than we've used in the past. Usually it's somewhere between um, 60 and 120, which would be like 5 and 10 gallons of honey. But uh, we do... Um, we will warm it up in our pilot mash tun uh, just to get it flowable and kind of not really pasteurize it because, um, you know, honey is, until you dilute it, honey is um, pretty antimicrobial to start with. Um, but, yeah, we're trying to retain as much of that character as possible so we're not boiling it um, or anything like that. So in addition to that, uh, there was, uh, we used... Um, the Pilsen malt from Origin, uh, our soon-to-be local maltster. They're, they're building a, a malt plant out in Marysville. Right now they are um, contract malting, but, um, yeah, they are. But Ohio-grown barley, right? Yes, yes. Um, well, Ohio, and yeah, I know they've got um, a partner with farmers in all of our all the neighboring states. Okay. So it's Midwestern Ohio. Yeah, fits well with our uh, our land grant theme, um, and uh, also another little special twist to this: uh, our friends over at Berkeley East uh, have produced a very special, um, what they're calling a thiol driver uh, version of our house Hornendal yeast. Um, so it's still Kvike, still operates at crazy high temperature, but it has um, an enzyme. It will produce an enzyme that can cleave uh, bound thiols uh, from hops that produce very fruity, ah. uh, sometimes tropical characteristics. So um, That's fun. Yeah, uh, a bunch of uh, local breweries um, promised to uh, buy a pitch if he developed it, and we were one of them, uh, thanks to Sean at Little Fish for uh, including me on that thread. Um, but yeah, I really like what that what that yeast does, and the, the reason why I wanted to we've we've repitched it several times, but uh, the reason I wanted to use that on this beer in particular is that uh, honey does have sulfurous compounds, which are thiols. Uh, so I wanted to see what, in addition to hops, this yeast would do to to honey. What, what did did you pull anything different? than other uh, honey beers we've done in the past. It's really hard to say. There's so much going on in this yeah. beer. It's, um, it's a lot. You're, you're right. It's pretty complex. It's such a light beer. You know, it's uh, low <laughs> alcohol and not, not a whole lot. Oh, wait a second. This might be low for you, but for me, it's pretty high. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you definitely, you get a lot of that, <clears throat> you know, the, the first flavor note here is orange blossom, and I do, I, I get, the, the honey really drives through. You can get flavors, whether that is, um, you know, maybe it's from some of the uh, local plants uh, or the native plants that we have in our, our beer garden as uh, friends at the Bee Collective helped uh, select those plants so the bees could uh, be good pollinators there uh, next door. And if you've been in the beer garden here for the past few weeks before it got fall again, 
Those were not bees. Those were yellow jackets. So the, those are not uh, products of the bee collective. So we no. we were actually given permission from Luke over there to set some yellow jacket traps because yellow jackets are a nuisance. They're worthless. Actually, he said that they do kill things like aphids and small mites and stuff that could eat the plants. But unlike honeybees, they are not in danger and they annoy our guests. So he was like. You you are okay. They're, yeah. they're they're not as bad as mosquitoes or maybe certain wasps. Yeah. I got stung by a yellow jacket at Rock Mill earlier this uh, about the same time you're talking about, and uh, I had just gotten a full beer from Rock Mill, and I got stung by a yellow jacket on my hand, and I literally threw my beer up over my head because it hurt. A yeah, lot. they're painful. They're painful. So you gotta love those fuzzy boys, though. Yeah. What's well, not painful, mm-hmm. though, is drinking this here uh, delicious beer. I've, I've actually got a lot of feedback from folks that this is one of their favorite beers they've had in a long time. Um, Mr. Hajir. Yeah, I think it is his, uh, yeah, one it's of his favorite beers. I tasted it. Like I had a little taster or something when we first tapped it. Um, but I think I avoided it a little bit because of the ABV. But it's tasting really good. I'm going to take a four-pack home today and drink some of it. It's delicious. It definitely does not drink like 9.2%. Um, and there is quite a bit of, of going on. I actually got to try the the honey uh, sample of it before we threw it in, and it, um, it was really interesting. It was quite bready, and um, it had a savory character to it. So I don't again, I don't know what the bees are snacking on around here. Uh, maybe some bread loaves. <laughs> they're, probably, uh, they're, they're probably trying to get any of that. If there's any residual sugar left in the uh, in the grain sitting out there, I imagine could be. <laughs> yeah, but there, you know, there's um, along with the, the normal uh, floral and just honey, honey notes that you get from like a clover honey. It was um, interesting. Yeah, I've, uh, I, I like to try local honeys at like farmers markets and stuff. And there's always like you know, oh, here's the classic clover honey, and then like there's like random honeys and stuff and uh the random ones uh they're they're very interesting some of them are we'll just leave it at interesting some of them you're like wow that's really interesting and delicious um Mm -hmm. and uh i think i got to try a little bit of this one i was i was pleasantly surprised so yeah the color it's a great color really complements the uh the whole uh honey vibe uh not too dark um really really good looking beer great tasting beer so, I do have a question for everyone here, and that's how crushable it is. How crushable is it? Is this on a scale of one to four? <laughs> it probably should be, but let's just say they let's just say they were twelve. Let's just say mm-hmm. it's a six pack. So one through six, still. I mean, at nine point two, mm-hmm. you're you, not in the go zone as we established <laughs> no. last week. It might taste like you're in the go zone. Which so you need to exercise a little self control. Um, I think at at nine at nine point point two, I think it's got to be a one. Okay, maybe two. I'll, I'll give it a two crusher for me. Two, I could get two. Dan, yeah, I'm in with a two pop, but uh, I suppose one sixteen ounce can. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two crusher if it was a twelve ounce. Drinking yeah, one of these, ha- fair. these halves, fair. but yeah, you probably aren't going to want to drink two 16 ounce cans of this. You'd be, uh, you'd be, you'd be, uh, you'd be set for the day. You'd you do buzzing. want to, you'd be you just shouldn't. <laughs> you just shouldn't. If you're a Penn State fan, you may want to drink uh, two of these this weekend. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that is uh, a tip for old Tony Cipriani here at the at, at, the, at the brewery. <laughs> he, might, yeah. he might need a couple. Sean Clifford might need a couple after the game too. So, all right. Uh, well, any other thoughts on the the hoppy before we 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 jump into the jamble? No, it was great. And, uh, yeah, and cans are not great, and it was funny going back and forth with uh, with Luke over there from the Bee Collective because I, I put the design together based on an idea they had, and uh, I had to make a couple revisions based on the uh, anatomy of the bee, getting it to be uh, appropriately sized and realistic. Get the so <laughs> even it, though it has a hop, it, it's as a, a as a the thorax yeah. or something. Other I don't than know, the hop. On the bottom, it is anatomically correct. It's anatomically correct. For a bee. Per the bee collective. For a honeybee. For a honeybee. Now, is this a European honeybee? Are there American honeybees? I don't know. I don't know. Are all honeybees European? Is it a European? I mean, I was working on that. Do they they have uh, little man bags? Yes. um, (laughs) It's a carry-all. It's a European (laughs) (laughs) carry-all. All right. So... Oh, cool. Um, yeah, thanks to Luke. If you're uh, if you're in the beer garden, some of the native plants they helped out with, you can scan the QR code. It'll take you to a page you can learn about um, learn about, about those plants, and uh, they should be back next year. Hopefully, uh, our hops keep coming back somehow in those flower boxes. So uh, we did get some flowery hops this year. They just went very quickly, and then it got hot, and they dried out, and someone someone turned the water off out there. And uh, our hops died, so no, no, uh, no harvest ale this year with the Land Grant Beer Garden hops. It always produces such high quality hops. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Speaking of harvest, we have the Jamble Harvest Wheat Ale. Dan, Chris, who wants to take this one? And now for something completely different. You're not kidding. I'm gonna let Dan take this one. Because I didn't have much oh. to do with it. Yeah, no, I'll clean you right <laughs> out. Thanks for coming um, on the podcast today. <laughs> yeah, you bet. <laughs> right, so this came here. in at um, 5.4% um, ABV. Not listed on here, but I think it was our, our normal scant uh, 10 IBUs. Is normally we're assuming that we're going to get some uh, bitterness and tannins from fruit when we do these do these beers. Uh, just, yeah, our normal uh, very small bittering charge from Tetanang. But uh, our, I think it was our usual um, blend of uh, our silo malt and white wheat malt. And so the star of the show was uh, cranberry juice concentrate, uh, a three-to-one uh, ratio of cranberry juice concentrate to lemon juice concentrate. And we also um, did, I think, 30, we'll go with 30. Um, pounds of dried rosemary in the boil. Yeah, when we were making this, the whole brewery smelled like rosemary. It smelled delicious. It was crazy intense. But crazy. it's um, it's it's weird. It doesn't express to me when I taste it with the other stuff in this beer. It kind of comes across as ginger to me. That's just me. But as it, you say that, I see what you mean. Yeah, I don't get much. Rosemary, especially for how strong of a scent that that gives off, it really, whether it's overpowered or just in the whole fermentation process, just strips out a lot of that rosemary. Uh, uh, it was uh, aromatics fairly aggressive to start with, but then we added the fruit, and that that extra bit of fermentation drove off some of the some of the rosemary aromatics. But we also, you know, being a bit of a polarizing flavor, we didn't want to overdo it with. Uh, with the piney aspect. Yeah. 
I get, um, I don't get hardly any rosemary in the actual taste, but in the aroma, I get a good, a good, uh, a good hit there, and I, I very much appreciate it. Yeah, this also, um, while not setting out to create a sour beer, um, yeah, I it's got um, some pucker to it. I, I tasted this and go, ooh, man. Um, I went back and looked at the pH, and it is uh, considerably more tart than some of our beers that we have soured conventionally. So thank you, citric acid. Um, and this is from the the, 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 the lemon juice com- concentrate primarily? Com- combo of the, the lemon and um, also uh, cranberry, cranberry is quite tart. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Cranberry does have that, that good good bite to it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, like you said, it, it, it could it could pass as one of our balloon hands, coincidentally. Uh, but I, I find this, I, I've had a few of these since we tapped it. I think it's a visually appealing beer. It comes in at a, this, like, salmon color, I would say. Uh, this that, that kind That's of, a really nice color. Yeah, that pinkish kind of looks like a, I mean, it's good cranberry color. I think this would be... Uh, the, the first Jenny's beer wasn't pink enough. This would have passed. She would have this would have passed yeah, Jenny's. At least on uh, the visual, yeah. This this test and um, you know, I it it is a different change of pace, especially with a lot of the multi beers that are out there right now. And even last week talking about Nona having having something like this with that little tartness, I I really enjoy this beer. I'm gonna save some definitely for Thanksgiving. N- nice cut through all the uh, all the fat and carbs and deliciousness that is Thanksgiving dinner. This will uh, definitely do the job. I think the lemon actually adds a lot to this beer that normal sours, I'll say normal sours, the sours we create um, just doesn't have the, the lemon. It's a, it's a different um, sour quality. It um, certainly is, yeah. Quite different from that normal lactic tang that you get from a balloon hand's. Yeah, this one's it's more uh, more on the uh, bottom sides of your tongue, as opposed to if I had a glass sitting next to me, I could tell you as opposed to what. But yeah. it's it's Back really the there. Tongue. It's yeah, um, just start drooling all over your face. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this would this even though it is that tartness, and we kind of always when we talk about the balloon hands or whatnot, that those are refreshing beers for the summertime. You kind of want that, um, you know, almost that lemonade thing. I think this. You know, and maybe it's a cranberry flavor that adds to it. I, it. It does fit this fall. Like I'm not, I'm not turned off at this when it's 50 degrees and overcast right now. It, it fits. It fits the weather too. If you're a very uh, weather-driven uh, beer drinker. Well, and who doesn't like lemons? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we know a couple people. No. And the working title of this also was all the Thanksgivings. So um, <laughs> there's there's that. Yeah, so I mean, no, no stuff for dressing in this, sadly. But um, <laughs> could have added. Probably would have. I mean, pour it over. Yeah, I mean, it smelled, over it, it smelled like we were cooking something like that in the back. When, Maybe I don't know. As it gets closer to uh, Thanksgiving, we could serve it um, with a stab a stouffer crouton and just <laughs> stick it in there as a party favor. There you go. And, and 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 unfortunately this this beer does not when you pour it out does not keep the shape of the uh, aluminum can that it was in. So yeah. doesn't make the, the sound <laughs> either the <Yeah>. All <laughs> right. Well, as we're as we're as we're uh, drinking through this, let's repeat that question from earlier. How crushable is it? It's tart. You heard it from Walt. It's tart. See, see now, as you say that too, and as I'm kind of thinking about that, 
Balloon Hands episode, I feel like a lot of us kind of didn't really say Balloon Hands was that crushable because you kind of get that heartburn from the lactic acid that's in there. You kind of get that buildup. I'm not really getting that in drinking this that I get from a lot of uh, sour beers that it is tart, but I'm not feeling like I'm being attacked <laughs> inside. As someone who has chronic heartburn, uh, this one is not as bad. Lactic acid appears to be much worse than citric acid because I, I feel the same way. Yeah. I'm going to go three. Three crusher? Right. Yeah. I'm going to go I'm going to go four with the slight caveat that food would help get to that four. Yeah. Sure. I think yeah. so. Yeah. They could, like you said earlier. Like like I could slip, slip, you got a big plate of stuff in. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, some some <laughs> some some dark meat from the turkey. I could see that. Just, uh, yeah. Yeah. Just a big mound of stuffing on the plate. That tends to be what I eat like the second day. Everyone else is like, oh, "I'll take left. this," and yeah. I just get this giant pile of stovetop <laughs> stuffing. Because yes, that's what I make. Because I think it's delicious. I, I'm, I would say three, but also I think the pro move here, because I was doing it um, as we were talking, is to get. Uh, do a glass of each you go back and forth these two beers actually really complement one another mm-hmm. um and it the the tartness and the fruitiness of uh the jamble really kind of softens the honey ipa you get more um more of a sweet bread character to it and i think that makes the honey pop a little bit more just a thought cool and Walt, you were a three i was a three and then so i'm gonna go four so oh. so that that puts us at it's 14 divided by four. Yeah, three and a half. Yeah, that's easy because, yeah. Wow. Yeah, in between. Yeah. And in between. So, uh-huh. well, cool. Any other thoughts? Uh, so, on the Jamble, we did touch on. So, if you've had Jamble in the past, uh, normally it is more, it is less tart. Just a, we've had Blackberry Jamble. We've had Cramble Jamble. Cramble Jamble. We've had uh, Mixed Berry Jamble. Mixed Berry or, Jamble. Was that, yeah. No, yeah. Is that, yeah. We call Bramble Jamble. Yeah, yeah Bramble, Bramble Jamble. Jamble. I was like, I know there was a mixed berry. Was. There's been a few jambles in the past. There's been a few jambles. If there's a berry, it's probably been jambled. It's probably been jambled. Yeah. So this year, Cramble, Jamble, this yeah. is just jamble. Just jamble. Just jamble. So we, we like the brand. We like the artwork. It's a good fall brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, you're going down. You got your fiddles. You got your, yeah, your little campfire, uh, hoot nanny. Yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. That's the idea. You go down, listen to some yeah, tunes. Put on a flannel shirt. You go down, stand around the fire. You just drink some beers. Someone plays Wonderwall on their acoustic guitar, and y'all just have a great time. Yeah. So a little different, but I think a lot of people are really going to enjoy this beer. So this, this again, we put this in cans. Uh, this is in 12-ounce cans. Uh, hot B earlier was in 16-ounce cans. Mm-hmm. Primarily through the tap room. We are sending Hot B out through the market a little bit. Uh, but most likely just independent stores and uh, Jamble. You should find out, uh, find uh, grocery stores as well, and got on draft. Just find out where to buy it. Yeah, find buy out. Or, hey, if you ever have a question, this is a plug. You can go on langrandbrewing.com. We actually have a beer finder mm-hmm. that you can plug in your zip code. So even if you're not in the Central Ohio area and you are in one of the places that we may self-distribute to those accounts those specific accounts up in cleveland dayton cincinnati will will show up on on that Uh, otherwise we do have a map that kind of outlines where our distribution partners are and what counties they cover so yeah i'm pretty uh, sure it's just uh, landgrantbrewing.com slash 
beer hyphen finder, um, but it's also in the drop down under beer. It'll say beer finder. You can just click there and put your zip code in and uh, figure out where to buy our beer. Yeah, and, and, and for the accounts that uh, are here in Columbus or we self-distribute to, it'll tell you, I think it looks back at maybe the last three or four weeks of deliveries those accounts got and kind of give you an idea of what beers they may have. So if you're searching for a certain beer, uh, you can take a look there. So Yeah, you might want to call ahead. Yeah, you just can call ahead. Yeah. If you're looking for something super specific... And you got a couple options of places to go. I would call ahead. Yeah, or come down to the tap room. Any other any other thoughts on Jambler Hoppy? We're gonna go get into the event rundown. We still got some stuff going on though. Oh boy, I'm all cold. fired up for it this week. It sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it's actually a pretty darn big weekend here at the uh, the brewery tap room and beer garden. Um, tonight we got mayhem with a three. May Thream. I think he, I think he got rained out last week, and most likely, looking at the weather, he's going to get rained out tonight, yeah. Thursday. It's like 95% well, chance, and it's trick-or-treating. So. We'll just hold our cross our fingers for that one. Um, but if, if things are nice, Mayhem with a three, or May Thream is DJing, and we will have The Shining on at 730. Oh, that's a bonus. spooky movie. That's a scary one. Scary, scary bonus movie for your uh, Halloween vibe should also mention th- uh, Ray Ray is here Thursday through Sunday. Ray Ray is here Thursday through Sunday every week. Um, slinging barbecue. Uh, open for lunch and uh, through the afternoon and evening for dinner. So come check them out. Um, Friday we have a Halloween party for human beings. We have a costume contest. DJ Satelli, I hope I'm saying that correctly, is DJing 7 to 10. Uh, costume contest judging will be going down 8 to 9 with awards being awarded at 9.15 um, awards being given out for best uh, uh, individual costume and best group costume so if you've got a, a crew of people that all want to dress up like Squid Game like with, with everyone else you guys come down and whoever's got the best <laughs> Squid Game costume um, may or may not win the we'll say group probably. costume so come down for that uh, beer flowing uh, tunes tune in um, should be a good time. Um, Saturday, we've got a big sports day. We got crew versus uh, DC. That's a way match. So we'll have it on probably what, in the turf area. Adam? Turf area. Yeah, uh, we'll have that in the turf area because it is at the exact same time as the Ohio State Penn State game uh, here in Columbus. Uh, we'll have that on the main screen uh, at the stage uh, with audio. Battle of two land grant institutions. Yeah, so should be a good one. Um, Penn State was looking better three weeks ago than they do now but hopefully that continues to be the case uh as they enter the horseshoe sunday we have a halloween contest party for dogs so friday we have the human party sunday we have the dog party that's dog with a d-a-w-g and why is that because the third place cleveland browns are playing the last place pittsburgh steelers at one o'clock p.m and that is the your game of the week game of the week rivalry game <laughs> and uh we'll have that on throw um, all the records out the window there so, you go so bring your dog in its in his or her best costume down to the uh to the beer garden judging for dog costumes going on 11 a.m to noon with awards to be given out shortly after that uh browns game at one and then we got a bonus movie night because it is uh actually halloween it's actually halloween on sunday it is the uh, october 31st 
And so we'll be showing Ghostbusters at 7.30. So that Mon- Momo will be here Monday, as they are every Monday. Next Tuesday, uh, Macho Taco is here on Tuesday. And Wednesdays is our friends from Two Fat Indians. They're here every Wednesday. And uh, this past Tuesday was our final um, trivia for the for the season. Yeah, we're working out. Um, we might bring it back in the inside here. In the, yeah, we might do something inside. We might. We're kind of working on uh, how that might go. It, maybe it's live trivia. Maybe it's something you can kind of opt in and do. Uh, kind of like the old uh, what is that? B dubs and uh, where you had the NTN yeah. trivia, where it just yeah. goes on. Some fun opportunities. So yeah, trivia may evolve in the colder months, but uh, for now, beer garden trivia as it. No one hears as some, it was through the summer. Here's some breaking came to a close. news. Oh. On, uh, it, it, it's most likely going to be November, I believe it's 15th, Monday, November 15th. So it's about two and a half weeks away for all you <coughs> Euchre players out there. We're going to be bringing back oh, yeah. the Land Grant Euchre League. So it's been on hiatus for a year and a half. Uh, we never got to finish our 2019 2020 season. Uh, because of something going on uh, here in the world, and we're going to be bringing that back. And your former producer, uh, I guess host of this podcast, Mark Richards, is going to be hosting Euchre Nights here. Even though he is retired, he's coming back to host uh, Euchre Nights here at the Tap Room. So that's great news. That's great news. So uh, for if you are a Euchre player, you should be getting an email in the next few days uh, to ask you to sign up if you are interested again this year. And, uh, yeah, we'll be bringing that back for a fall-winter and then the uh, standard winter session after the new year. And uh, other than that, uh, Monday, we're going to be changing the taproom hours. So Yeah, they're not changing too much. No. Your, your main thing is that uh, closing a little bit earlier on Thursdays, closing at 10. And closing a little earlier on Sundays. Closing a little earlier on Sundays at 8. Everything but, else is the same. Though there is a Browns game coming up here uh, that we'll probably have to open. For. We will, yeah. It, I guess it's a good caveat for uh, for this new schedule, but pretty much all the time. If there is a, uh, I'll State. say a Browns game and a high State game, a crew match, or if the Bengals make the playoffs, if the Bengals make the playoffs, then, or then U.S. Men's national team, anything like that, we will stay open to accommodate. Uh, those sort of special events for sure. So given that this is Halloween week, a spooky week here at the brewery here in, uh, around town, we don't have any questions from a listener. Maybe we do, but we just miss them. So just send them in through the website, Instagram, etc. I want to ask you guys, what was your favorite Halloween costume you ever had? Mine. Um, I, I'm not, I've never been like super good at Halloween costumes, but probably the best one I ever did was when we went as, uh, Team Zisu. Team Zisu. In uh, college. That was, that was probably my most uh, effectively executed costume. Yeah, yeah we had Glocks. Um, we had Glocks. We had Glocks. I, 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 I searched high and low for the right color pants and shirts and mm-hmm. ironed on the, the ribbons and the patch. Yeah. We got the old printout, the printer paper that you could iron on to stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, okay. uh, and, uh, we went around pointing everywhere with the official mm-hmm. pose. Yeah, that was a good. That was a good one. Yeah, that but was we got those little pellet guns that looked like clocks. Or yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> for better or worse. <laughs> Luckily, we we did not go into the bars. We just had a house party. You know, that would have been a night. bad decision. <laughs> bad decision. What about you guys? Um, I I've never been very good, uh, even in my collegiate years, at the dress up thing. 
think I was, uh, I was talking to my friend about this the other day. I think I was like a werewolf for like five years running or something. Mm. Lack of creativity. I think um, when I finally did embrace Halloween, like I couldn't find anyone that like shared my enthusiasm. So I just kind of gave up on the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, mostly my Halloween um, celebrations uh, revolve around my lengthy list of uh, Halloween movies that uh, I have to get in every year. But um, I suppose recently, um, Freddie and I dressed up. Uh, Freddie being uh, my son, but yeah, we we both dressed up as uh, golfers um, for his first Halloween. Um, um, he had uh, the nice uh, Payne Stewart uh, spats. I, I was not quite as fancy, but um, yeah, that's that's about as good as I can do. So I would say we didn't do anything uh, appropriate for this podcast in college. Um, but I did do. Uh, if anyone played Worms Armageddon, that was a great game. It was a great game. They had the Super Sheep. Oh yeah, yeah. So I went as a Super Sheep one year when I was uh, I don't know middle school or something. We used to play that on the on the network freshman year of college in our dorm. We play that against fantastic, each other. It was a great game. Um, yeah. but this year, uh, going with my daughter for the first time, she could actually say what she wanted to be. She's super excited and has been telling everybody all for the last two months that she's going to be a pig. Yeah, <laughs> and so we made her a pig costume. Uh, she was here at the brewery on uh, Sunday. Yeah. I think I ran in. She told me, "Yeah, she's gonna be a pig." So I was told uh, uh, I was gonna be a farmer, mm-hmm. and um, so I'll be wearing a flannel shirt, which is pretty normal for me. Yeah. And then uh, my new son is uh, Edison. He's uh, um, gonna be a lamb, as she said. And this is the real killer. The real amazing thing is um, while my wife was pregnant, you would ask uh, Genevieve, what's mama going to be? And she would say, a big cow. <laughs> oh, boy. Wow. And Yikes. it was fantastically <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> well, I think, uh, so I, I've always got into kind of that Halloween spirit. And uh, Walt mentioned we went as a team of Zisu. And uh, I think, it, yeah, it was the year prior, one of our other roommates, Nick, uh, who now works for the crew, uh, we dressed up as the Guinness guys, if you remember the Guinness commercials, and we had lab coats and brilliant. Uh, and yeah, and fake mustaches, and we just went around just cheersing everyone, yelling "brilliant," and it was uh, it was great. And then uh, sounds, I'm, I'm gonna it go, sounds brilliant. I'm gonna do a twofer, and then the when I was up in Madison the year after college, we all dressed up as uh, Global brilliant. Guts, and uh, we had our friend. Uh, we all had different colors uh, of the guts, and we had pads and helmets. And our friend, she dressed up as Mo with a whistle, and uh, and we would just climb things. Like wherever we found something, we would just start climbing it on, on uh, State Street there. Because uh, Madison's kind of like uh, uh, Athens that they closed down the main street, and it's just an insane Halloween party. So as recent college graduates, that was a that was a really fun one. So, so with that comes a question: Do you have them? Yeah, yeah. Do 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 you have it? Guts. Yeah, Try, we tried getting a piece of the aggro crag, but we could. Uh, I, don't oh, think, the I think crag. we might have made someone made it. Maybe made a paper mache aggro crag for it because you need that. Mm-hmm. It's a good it's old a, Mike big, O'Malley. Yeah, Mike O'Malley, Mo. I don't know if we all gave each other nip, nicknames because that was a big highlight of the show. Is like, well, the walrus. That's a good nickname. Chris Cobra, or you know, yeah. everyone has. They that. did always have dumb nicknames. Yeah. Anyway, well, 
It's exciting. Well, what are your, uh, where are the girls being for Halloween this year? Uh, Margo's going as Lion, and uh, June is going as your classic ghost. Sheet over the head, ghost costume. She's it's amazing. That, yeah, her choice. Yeah, yeah, that's was, great. Yeah. Frugal, frugal, frugal girl you got mm-hmm. there. Uh, how about uh, how about you, Dan? What's the family costumes this year? I think the plan was scarecrow and mermaid, but I don't know if we're gonna. I don't know if we're gonna have time to get another costume. The clock so is I ticking. Think, well, yeah, one of Francis's like numerous. She's got an entire rack of dress-up clothes, so I'm imagining something in that um, she's gonna have to to create from within her own closet. But um, just go to the bullpen. Yeah, it's like you know, pick a princess, and she'll find some way to yeah make it twisted because that's what she does. But um, yes, yeah, so for for all, for all you parents out there that are going to be taking your kiddos around tomorrow uh, for most, I think Columbus is is tomorrow for Beggars Night. Uh, maybe you're on Sunday, but hey, uh, come down to the tap room, pick up some uh, hot bee, or mm-hmm. uh, you might need some hot bee with the to to survive the weather that's going to be tomorrow, or get some delicious jamble. And uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in this week. I think next week we're going to be talking about, Dan briefly touched on it, uh, talking about the, 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 when we was talking about the hops, uh, lupulin fruits, uh, which is currently available at the tap room. So that'll be a, a good one to try. And uh, hopefully Buckeyes get a big W this weekend. Come on down, watch the games, and uh, tip your bartenders. Cheers, everyone. Thanks. Yeah. See you. Oh.